his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. It's an awful story. The unsolved murder of an unidentified girl in 1983. She was found decapitated in the Central West End. On the case with local detectives is C.C. Moore, the chief genetic genealogist at Parabon Nanolabs. She's been involved with high-profile solves, including the Golden State Killer. She joined Amy and Chris this week on the show. Well, Detective Sergeant Brian McGlynn is the detective on this case, and he is very forward-thinking. So back in 2019, he became interested in trying to perform investigative genetic genealogy to identify her. And so he reached out to Parabon and me, And I have been working on this case with him for almost three years now, which I think is probably my longest unsolved case at this point. Yeah, and and this happened, or at least the body was discovered. It'll be 40 years next month. So there have been so many advancements as far as DNA um, uh, goes and as far as genetics goes. So what, what is your role exactly in trying to figure out who this young girl is? Well, traditionally in cases like this, they would use a much smaller genetic profile. So maybe they would uh, analyze 20 genetic markers and they would hope that a family of a missing girl would test their DNA and they could do that direct comparison. But that never happened. And so because they didn't get a match, they sent the DNA to us and we were able to analyze it and create a genetic profile that has hundreds of thousands of genetic markers across the genome. And this allows us to greatly broaden that search for more distant relatives. And so we uh, uploaded that raw data file to the two databases that allow us to do this work, which are GEDmatch and Family Tree DNA. And she was compared against everyone in those databases. And then we receive a list of matches. So that's when my work starts, is when I start building trees and trying to find patterns and commonalities and trying to reverse engineer her family tree based on who she shares DNA with. And to reset the table for people, back in 1983, you have two men, their car breaks down. And they're trying to fix it. They're looking for a pipe, anything. They go to an abandoned building and in the basement find a body face down. And the basement's dark. They had to, like, strike a match. They see a body that's face down. It's decapitated. They call the police. And the police go to the basement, find the body, flip it over, and are horrified to discover that it's a young girl. There's no suspect. There's no murder weapon. There's very little blood. You are really starting from nothing but the DNA. That's exactly right. And the detective has said that possibly the child may have visited the area briefly, left never to be heard from again, because the building where she was found isn't a place a total stranger would have sought out to dispose of her body. So he feels like there has to be a connection to the immediate area, either through her family or a possible resident at one time. But we just haven't been able to find 
any of those ties or identify those. We don't know where she was from, though we do know that she has ties to Colbert, Alabama and Freestone, Texas. And when I say ties, I mean ancestral ties. When I build the family trees of those sharing DNA with her, we can see that they go back to those areas, but we don't know how those combine and we don't know how she ended up in St. Louis. So what's the process then? You you have a you have ancestral ties. Um, what's the process of finding immediate family or extended family who might be here in St. Louis? How do you go about doing that? Well, building trees. And I'll tell you, when I first got this match list, I thought this was going to be pretty straightforward and that I would be able to have her identified quite quickly. Because at the top of the match list, we had two pretty strong matches sharing enough DNA to be around second cousins, or because she was so young, maybe what's called first cousins twice removed, which means maybe she was two generations younger than our matches. But when I looked into these matches, they were both born over 100 years ago, and it's been very difficult to trace their families to the point where I can find her. So, you know, this is an African-American case, which is more challenging because you run into that genealogical brick wall of slavery. One was born in 1920, the other 1918, and her father was born in 1865 and her grandfather in 1800. And so I typically have to build these trees back a few generations to identify the connection. But when I'm building these trees back, it's very difficult to identify who the families were. How do you know when you've reached a dead end, how do you know when your genealogical research, it comes up empty and there's nowhere left to go? It's a great question. One great thing about genetic genealogy is there's never a dead end. It never stops giving, meaning we continually get matches as new people upload to the database. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to come on your show today is to implore the African-American community that has roots in your area and maybe has families from Colbert, Alabama and Freestone, Texas, and also Memphis, Tennessee comes up some. Um, If those people would be willing to participate, to upload their DNA into GEDmatch and allow us to compare against them, we might be able to identify her. You know, we need more data. We need more information. And I understand you know, people's reticence to perhaps get involved. And I've certainly run into that in this case more than normal. I understand the African-Americans community, you know, hesitancy to do that. But we need to get this little girl identified. And that means we need help. Um, In GEDmatch, you can upload if you've tested at one of the big DNA testing companies like Ancestry DNA, 23andMe. You can download your raw data and upload to GEDmatch. Now, GEDmatch has an opt-in, opt-out for law enforcement matching. For a case like this, unidentified human remains, you just have to be in the database. You don't have to opt into law enforcement matching. So that's an option for those who don't want their DNA compared against violent criminals. So, you know, the other part of what I do is trying to identify murderers and rapists. You have to opt in to be compared against them. In this case, you just have to upload and I would be able to compare against you. So there's kind of a middle ground where you could be in the pool to be compared against unidentified human remains, but not against the unknown violent criminals. 
And GEDmatch is G-E-D-match.com. That is renowned genetic genealogist C.C. Moore. Fascinating stuff. We'll have her back on the show at some point. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.